Welcome to Holy and Human. I'm Adam Foley. And I'm Elisa Romeo. Today we are speaking about cultivating holy love in your life. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Holy and Human. I'm excited to talk to you because the only time we get a chance to hang out is if we're doing a podcast or an interview yeah you know they say about parents that you like have you get to have 10 minutes of conversation per day there was like a statistic yeah. where they studied Study. that yeah yeah if you're lucky it's like 10 minutes of conversation yeah. i think they qualified it as as like conversation that wasn't about work or children yeah yeah, because yeah. we talk a lot about yeah. what's going on with the homework over here, yeah. and did you do this and yeah. that, and but things have been especially busy <laughs> because we are coming out with our book. We're so excited! Uh, it's going to be published February fourteenth, but it's available Valentine's Day. on Valentine's Day. But it's available now for pre-order. It's actually available right now if you buy it from New World Library. They have it there. That's our publisher, so they're already shipping out. So we're already getting people sending us pictures of them holding the book if you get it from amazon you'll probably get it the 13th or the 14th because they'll get it later or from other places but new world library we have a code too it is let me make sure i've got it because if you use this code you get 30 percent off it is code soul 2022 so you go into new world library look for holy love and then you put that in at checkout Soul yeah, and there's a there's a direct link on our website. So yeah, if you just if you go to holyandhuman.com, you'll see it there. If you're driving, you can't write that down right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been so busy, uh, but we're so excited. Uh, what was I about to say about the? I forget totally space what I was gonna say there. There's so much says, to talk about. I mean, we one thing we want to make sure we cover is the VIP event that we're hosting. Mm-hmm. So we are doing a celebration online party all day workshop on that's free if you purchase the book on the day before valentine's day so on sunday february 13th 10 a.m to 4 p.m pacific standard time if you're on the east coast that's 1 p.m to 7 p.m if you're in australia or new zealand you'll have to transfer because i'm not sure (laughs) um and we would love 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 for you all to join we were talking before we started recording about how our passion is connecting with people in the moment about what's going on in their life with their own soul or in their soul relationships so i think that's really where our best work comes out because what happens when we have people in the room with us is we start doing energy work naturally with them and soul work so i i expect that to be happening get on the scent it's like a dog who smells a scent and we start to feel what soul wants to say what soul wants to do what healing needs to happen for that to happen so we're seeing this vip event as an excuse to do soul work take questions and connect yeah around this material energetic transmissions and meditations we're also going to go talk through the book and talk about just the different stories and the exercises and inquiries. There's going to be a lot of like contemplation time for you to really connect. We wanted it to be like, we're doing this week of love around the launch of the book. And because of Valentine's day, it's going to be how to connect to that holy self and side of yourself and others. So mm-hmm. we're just seeing it as we, we wanted to do it, not a night around Valentine's day. Cause we thought maybe people have plans in the evening. So we're, we thought an all day deep dive, 
inquiry. Yeah, we're excited because we've had to cancel our retreats because uh, of COVID. And so we haven't for a while been with a group of people. There's already like, you know, uh, a bunch of people on the call. So uh, we're really excited to connect again. And what is Holy Love about in case somebody's just hearing this for the first time? Good question. <laughs> uh, Holy Love, the title of the book is Holy Love, The Essential Guide to Soul-Fulfilling Relationships. And the for people that know our work, we like to describe it like it's a meet your soul, but for relationships. So it's like a meet their soul. Because with meet your soul, we really wanted there to be Uh, for people to take away tangible and real spiritual experiences from the book. We didn't want it to be more like spiritual theory or reason for you to be a perfectionist in your life. Here's another book you should Um, read on your bookshelf. That's a spiritual book you'll get to later. We wanted it to be really applicable and just make sense right away and take people into an experience of connecting to their soul right away. Yeah, and our goal for this book was to make that possible for two people. For two people to have a experience where they're really seeing and meeting and experiencing the soul of another person. And that doesn't just mean for intimate relationships, but in all relationships. I use techniques from this book every day for our kids. Yeah. To For checking in on their soul, seeing what's really going on with them. Because developmentally, they can't always tell you. We've been what's using going it on. a lot this week with our 13 year old who has finally just getting into more of that hormonal place where he's a little more introverted and the less kind of telling us what's going on with him. So yeah. we've been having to use our intuitive skills, navigating homework as stuff. Like homework's increasing a lot this year for him and like yeah. uh, all that stuff. So it's been really good of like when to say what when to not say something and to meet him more and just like the vibe of when the room of what he needs to for comfort or nurturing or being met just energetically in other ways and then how specifically to phrase things so that he can hear them and Mm -hmm. um so it's been super helpful yeah i think one way of phrasing it is it's a way of discovering what are the right things to say and the right actions to awaken the soul in another person? So to bring that yeah. soul more forth. And that is so helpful in like relationship conflicts because when you're stuck in an argument and wounds are triggered and things are up, it's so easy to get strategic and to lose sight of that person's essence and who they really are. And so really what this book is is it's about aligning your words and actions with each other and so you're creating a container of unconditional love together and so that's why it's so great for kids uh and also you know i also use this with like the checkout grocer at the grocery store and and the barista at the cafe like starbucks or wherever because you can also use it for creating that deep soul-to-soul witnessing but you can also use it to just how do you to figure out how you navigate on a daily basis as like an empath like how how can you deal with this situation what can you say to this person that's going to make this interaction more fulfilling and easier for i want to share a story with you on that very topic you just mentioned because i haven't had a chance to tell you this story yet from one of the interviews but basically yeah the assumption of this book or the kind of hypothesis is 
how we can't live as soulmates if we don't know ourselves and each other as souls. So it's, it's just really not making an assumption of what soul is, but really are we consciously connected to what that part of us is and what that part of us needs. And it's like a workbook to really guide you through how to really connect and get that part. So we've started to do press already for this book and we've already done several interviews and we've got a lot more coming up. If you're interested in the interviews we've done, we'll have those going out on our newsletter if you sign up on holyandhuman.com. But um, Adam's been busy with the kids. So I did one, I think, alone at this point. And so you weren't on this interview the mm-hmm. other day and I never got even a chance to tell you what happened. But it was this with this woman, Linda Joy, who's been in the field for 30 years. She started on online or like a magazine, I think 30 years ago. And mm-hmm. um, she, Aspire magazine mm-hmm. and, Meet, and uh, Meet Your Soul was in it on the list of like, top 10 books whatever you said meet your soul but you meant no holy no love. no i'm talking about meet oh, your soul really? was oh, wow. and now holy love is uh-huh. this next month um so that's cool i don't know if you knew that but yeah um, top 10 books <laughs> but uh, so i was doing an interview with her and she was saying she loved the book holy love and she was saying one thing that was cool that she said is she's like a lot of people you know like write a book to write a book and she's like but I really feel the energy of books and she's like and I can tell this one was really birthed out of a lot of love and I was like I'm so glad you can feel that because that was really something we were trying (laughs) to communicate and Mm -hmm. transmit and and I told her story about how when I was meditating a whole bunch in San Francisco I went to a bookstore and I could feel the energy of all the different books speaking to me and it was so interesting because my ego had interpretations of the different books like one book I remember from a psychologist that I really respected and thought was cool. And I was like, you know, feeling the energy and the energy of the book was like, I want my mommy to like me. Mm -hmm. And I always think about that because after that, it really made me see that it's not just the words that are smart. It's Mm -hmm. about what's the energetic intention behind the book. And I think the energetic intention behind this book is really like soul love and incarnation. And, um, but the story she shared, which was really cool which you had just mentioned, like, you know, even with the checkout person, it, because she told a story about her with a checkout person. Oh, no. And I... she's like, uh, reading your book reminded me of this time that I was at the grocery store. She lives, I think, in New Jersey. And she was just like going through, and the woman was kind of messing up and was like going really slow. And everyone in the line was kind of becoming like this energetic virus of like getting annoyed with her. And the first person was just like, irritated, just like, Mm -hmm. come on, come on energy. And then it went to the next person who was just like irritated to her. And, and it was like being past the energy of that down the line. And her intuition just had her notice this woman checking her out and she saw her name tag and I forget her name, but let's just say it's like Joyce. And she was like, she's like, Hey Joyce, how are you doing today? Something like, something like, you know, sometimes it's like a hard day. Mm-hmm. And then she looked up really surprised because she was suddenly being treated with like, as a Respect. human, <laughs> yeah. with compassion. And she was like, yeah, well, my kid is sick. And I was told if I didn't come in today, I'd lose my job. And so I'm really stressed and worried about being here. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, you know, I'm sorry you're going through that. And and she could feel the woman just like lightening up and relieving something to be met in that way. And then how she just started to feel better. And then everyone behind her in the line, instead of being annoyed, was like, God bless you and your kid and how that spread. And I just thought 
that's like that's it. holy love that's holy love that's an example of you used your intuition to see what was really going on instead of being unconsciously led into where the situation could have gone which is just being yeah. more annoyed seeing the other person as an ego mm -hmm. she had that intuition to see her as a soul to then listen to her intuition about what her as an ego needed to hear yeah and then to communicate that mm -hmm. to listen because some people get that in instinct and then don't do it Mm -hmm. Right. So to have the courage to listen to her own intuition, to then say it and then to heal, to bring healing to like everyone in that line. Yeah. I thought, what a cool story uh, and a great example. That's, that's a great story. It's such a good example. It's yeah, really touching. I it reminds me of one story that I put in the book, uh, which is about when I went on a fishing boat up in Alaska and I had landed this job on a fishing boat and then when I showed up only like a week later did I find out that I was replacing somebody who had worked there uh, on the previous season. I actually came in halfway through the season which was abnormal so I was you know trying to figure out what happened there and uh, somebody had died in a crane loading accident and had been like crushed by a like a box freight mm. um, that they were delivering. And so I was walking into a really strange situation where I was basically replacing this guy who had died mm -hmm. and who was very close to the other fishermen mm -hmm. and crewmates. And so uh, I was kind of ostracized at first and, and it took me a while to get in the fold with the other crew people. But there was this one uh, guy on the boat who like only was very kind to me the whole time and inviting and he we would eat our meals together and and all this uh and the whole time all we talked about was what he was going to spend the money on like we would talk about how he was going to buy a car and go to hawaii and all these things and then one day there was this huge storm that came and the boat was faced with the decision of like do we try to wait out the storm or go back into and cut all our financial losses and they decided to wait and to anchor out there so we did and the storm lasted for like three days and the like a crazy level storm we were out near the Bering Sea like open ocean I got so seasick it was terrible and at that point the my friend uh, divulged to me that the person who had died was actually one of his best friends but he had never told me that and we had kept all our conversations at this superficial level and then that night because we were both shaken and mm -hmm. you know probably afraid <laughs> yeah uh it opened up to this new level of intimacy and i use that story it's not a story of using intuition but i used it because there was a palpable energetic shift that happened when we left behind our roles of kind of just like relating about mm -hmm. things and on the superficial level to something that was deeper and more intimate. Mm -hmm. And so empaths, I think, can really feel that in relationships, in any, any interactions. If it's with the barista or if it's with their partner or if it's with a fisherman. A they craving, can, re like something yeah, real and deep. Yeah, there you can feel that there's uh, energetic release mm -hmm. that happens when the relationship deepens. And you can feel like attention has sort of released. 
and you feel more fulfilled and more life force. Mm. I think something that happens to empaths a lot in relationships is if they feel like there's controlling energy or something that's keeping them from accessing that deeper layer, they don't realize how anxious that's making them because empaths are really affected by anything that's inauthentic. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I think that the empaths out there know that feeling Mm -hmm. and being able to identify that feeling is one of the first steps to reaching that holy love place. It's it's so sad that empaths are getting such a bad rap recently, especially like on TikTok and stuff. There's a lot of kind of like being an empath is another way of saying you're a narcissist and being an empath is somebody who is self-centered and wants attention. And it makes me so sad because I'm sure that can be true sometimes for some people, but most of the time what I see and you see, and I think Mm -hmm. who are drawn to us and because of what we do is it really is a potential for a way to connect beyond the five senses. And that is really inherent in all of us. But I think empaths are kind of more like, pre-wired to just really fulfill it in that lifetime but it can also be traumatizing because our society is not good at showing models of how to be healthy and conscious as an empath and i think Mm -hmm. that's one thing this book is is it's like tools it's it's reflecting yeah you might be ready to understand that we aren't just two personalities talking that we are energetic beings we are souls having a human experience and can you orient to that part of the person and start to be conscious of your multi-dimensionality as we call it in the book which is basically a fancy way of saying there's more going on than our only five senses can determine and it's that sixth sense of what is the energetic reality and intentions in in that reality and are we allowed to be conscious of that Mm -hmm. and then to utilize that information not just to benefit our relationships but also for our own health and wellness and boundaries because Mm -hmm. if you have a boss that's overbearing and might even have some like personality disorder stuff going on it's really and let's say you're an empath it's very much to your advantage to use your intuition to know how to navigate that and how to i talk to people all the time that it's like it's like that old phrase people don't quit jobs they quit bosses it's crazy how common that is toxic work situations yeah all these skills are really great for all of that of like how to navigate that so you're healthy you have boundaries you're not getting drained you're not banging your head against the wall trying to change someone who's not going to change or you're trying to get validation in a place like somebody's not capable of validating or seeing you and how to get that information from your soul and release it there's like so many thousands of examples i could go into about how these tools are useful And if you know Elise and I, you know that we do not wear rose-colored glasses around this work. And so we also want people to be aware of the potential of when they have to use tough love, which is a chapter in our book. And we know that not every interaction you have is going to lead to some authentic connection or realization with that other person. And sometimes what we're learning is sovereignty and our own boundaries. And that's what holy love is sometimes, right? Of like coming to the awareness if someone is or isn't capable of meeting you on that ego level and if they're not holy love is then Mm -hmm. understanding that because sometimes we need we make ourselves wrong because we can't heal another person and how do we just get into reality about where that person is or isn't capable of in that moment healing and who knows maybe down the road they'll be capable of more but that our intuition can continue to share that information with us And I think that decision in particular, when you have to set boundaries or when you have to leave a relationship, 
is so reliant on intuition. Because yeah. I've spoken to so many people that think it's time to leave a relationship when their intuition is like, actually, no, you can still work on this yes. and vice versa. And so, yeah, we see both in our couple sessions. Sometimes yeah. so, some people say we're scared. You're going to tell us there's nothing here. And sometimes yeah. it's like, no, the soul to soul relationship, which is, is really one strong. of the four mm-hmm. spiritual relationships we talk about in the book is really beautiful. And it's just the egos have some baggage or trauma that needs to be released or a new narrative of what's happening in the relationship. Sometimes it's just giving the the reframe to the yeah. narrative can change everything and how the egos work together in the relationship. And sometimes it is like where their soul is like, you have an example of that. I think in the Tough Love chapter, we included yeah. a chapter from one of our clients where she did discover she married a narcissist and she had tried for 20 years to heal and change him. Yeah. And as she talked to her soul, it was really coming to the awareness that it was time to leave that relationship to show self-love for herself and also model for her kids and grandkids like yeah. what love could look like. And, and I, she- yeah, I think in that example, uh, there's... She talks about what her block was, was, was she wanted to heal him mm-hmm. and do what was most loving towards him. Mm-hmm. And, but her soul information was leaving was the most loving thing towards him. Mm-hmm. And he may not be able to heal his narcissism in this lifetime, but giving him the power over her was keeping him stuck too and he needed to know that he was not allowed to have that type of power and that needed to be taken away from him because she was enabling basically the fear-based part of himself to lead everything yeah instead of the love-based part and i think that's at the end of the day what both meet your soul and holy love is about is how do we it's so easy to say you know like choose love over fear but it's like Sometimes that's really hard to Love is figure out. What if your kid's a drug addict and they are homeless? And because mm-hmm. I used to work in rehabs and yeah. with addiction, and it's like that's just like a place that it can be really hard to navigate. What is the love choice right now? Yeah. I love them. Mm-hmm. They're suffering. And then you have to really discern what parts the ego and the addiction, what parts their soul. And you have to be crystal clear about what is serving their connection to their soul and then what is enabling the addiction or the dark energy. Yeah. I think that really was our intentions with this book was how do we really create love? Not how do we follow the idea of love or follow the shoulds, what we should do, what a loving person should do, what a spiritual person should do, but more of we're all human. Like what really works here? What really creates fulfilling relationships? And it's not through following spiritual dogma. And it's not through following our cultural dogma of like that you need to stay married, that divorce is the worst thing that will ever happen to you. Sometimes that is the ultimate best loving choice for two people. When I started, I mean, I was in my 20s when I started my grad school for marriage and family therapy. And I remember thinking, if you get divorced, that was a failure. And Mm -hmm. that my job as a therapist would be to make every marriage successful. I mean, that sounds pretty dumb probably to a lot of people listening, but... Coming from, fam- changed, coming from a family, coming from a family that that was kind of the years. culture I was raised yeah. in, and then learning like that's really not always true, and that yeah. sometimes success on a soul level is leaving with love and communicating mm-hmm. and growing because people are always changing and sometimes at different rates, and yeah. that there is a way 
to get divorced that's really conscious and also okay for the kids i think it's not mm-hmm. divorce that really hurts kids it's it's all the negative baggage and talking you know badly about the other spouse and just mm-hmm. like all the putting them in the middle and all of that but yeah. um that co-parenting can actually be really a healthy yeah. thing and i think but overall, I think this book is really about how to connect to the soul of another, which is the eternal and unconditional part. Yeah. And it, so mm-hmm. it's really looking in the other person of like, where is the part of this person, whether I'm going to be with them in this lifetime or not on a physical level, that yeah. I truly love their soul? Yeah. And and how can I support that in for, for also for them to know yeah. that part of themselves through the relationship so that it's truly like a nurturing relationship for someone else and not just like a a place where people are giving, giving, giving and not receiving. Yeah. I also wanted to say that there is we we take it much deeper as the book goes on. And there is the empath part of like where lots of you listening are empaths that crave authentic emotional contact with other people like so that you can have a real experience but we take it a step further where it's authenticity but it is also holiness and we talk about how many empaths are mystics because they're craving not just authentic relationship but they're craving contact with what is most real in this world and what is meaningful what is meaningful and are on a constant search for what is truth with a capital t and and we really believe that the source of unconditional love within you is your soul your soul is the source of unconditional love and unconditional love in our eyes is the divine so your soul is the hands and feet and the voice of the divine and how the divine speaks is through unconditional love. And but that's different for each person because we all love in different unique ways and this is why we all have unique soul natures and soul personalities. And when you love that in somebody, when you really love their essential unique divine blueprint then you are connecting to something holy. That's really beautiful. And, you know, the reason this book happened is we were actually working on mystery school courses earlier. And then I was washing the dishes and you came in the room while I was washing dishes and you said, hey, I just wrote something. And you started reading me this little blurb essay and it was so powerful. And I just started crying and it was the intro to holy love. And I turned around and I was like, well... I guess we're writing a book. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and we both knew kind of coming off Meet Your Soul, like what it's that means yeah. when you have little kids, just like of how long you're going to be doing yeah. that. And um, I'm really glad we did because I can't imagine anything else happening. Can you imagine if we hadn't? I, I just feel yeah. like this is destiny and what we're meant to do together, how we're meant to work in the world together. And I think doing anything else first would have just been putting the, what's that phrase? Cart before the horse. Yeah. And now the horse is leading the cart. Old timey expression. Yeah. You know, I really felt like this book had to happen. It felt like our intuition and our souls were like, you you just have to be right. We've also been at retreats working 
where it's been like meet your soul stuff, but then like Adam's there and then we're doing work together, but it's like really, this is our work in our world yeah. and this is our life's work. So it's nice to have it actually written down and presented to the world. So people also understand who you are because yeah. your story's in here of like how you've come to your gifts and what's yeah. happened to you in your life. So I'm excited for people to, to read that. And I can't wait for you all to read it and join us at the event by the way if you do read it please do reviews on amazon goodreads barnes and noble wherever you're at because that really helps out algorithm and gets it to people which is really great for getting holy love out there for these particular types of spiritual books people really like to see reviews yeah. because it's like how has this material really affected you and yeah. does it work uh, and again, I don't think we mentioned how you get your tickets to the free VIP event. So again, the event is on February 13th. It's going to be all online. It's going to be day long. We'll probably meet for a few hours, have a lunch break and come back. We'll be doing exercises. And to get your tickets, you pre-order a copy of Holy Love uh, anywhere. You can order it from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Book Depository, or your local uh, bookstores online and then you put your number uh, there will be on the website it'll walk you through the steps you plug in your number there and it will send you I will grab your email and then we'll send you a zoom link uh, later on you'll get a notification yeah that you're in and that a link will be coming to you before the event yeah. and again if you want it the earliest New World Library our publisher is the quickest way to get it but um, get it however you can so, yeah. we're so excited and you don't need to have it by the way by the event most no. people probably won't have it on the 13th and also the event is not just for couples it's for uh whoever single this, this manifesting work celibate yeah. <laughs> anyone Nuns. in any type of yeah. relationship with anyone as a human yeah yeah well thank you so much all for listening we're we're happy to jump back on another podcast it's nice to do ones that are just so excited to connect with our soul family we truly know that it's not just random how we get hooked into people that it is soul communication and we really trust who finds us when they find us how they find us so anyone yeah. listening we really honor you and cannot wait to hang out on the 13th yeah see you then <laughs>